Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. What up, what up, clitorati? Today is a very special day because we have the OG clit crew all together in the studio. It has been some motherfucking time. What, uh, what? Yeah, Woo! seriously. We had babies. We went to India. We moved to Mexico. And we haven't had the opportunity to all, as OGs, be in the studio together for a while. You may have noticed certain episodes, not all our voices here. So we are just so grateful to really have the privilege to be together. For our 100th episode. Yeah. Yes. 100. Oh, did I leave that out? Yeah, it's 100th episode time, people. Thank you for being on holy this trip. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Holy shit. Can you seriously. believe we made it this what far? What the fuck? I can. <laughs> there were times I didn't even know if we were going to make it to episode one. So <laughs> I'm super impressed Aww. that we're at 100. This is a huge fucking deal. Like, let's just take a moment and pat ourselves on the pussy. For our listeners, this is actually happening. I'm patting the the mic. It always happens. You can hear hear the pussy pat. You can hear the padding. Can you hear the padding? It's something. It's a light thumper. So we thought it would be super awesome for our 100th episode to dive into the number 100 from a numerology standpoint. And what is the symbolism of 100? And when we looked at it, 100 is the first number that's three digits. And this happens to be season four, sex 3.0. We are going to go into what the number of 100 means and how this resonates for us as we've been on our journey to happiness this season. So we have no idea what the fuck we're all going to say right now. And we're, we're very excited. We're putting us excited. all on the spot. We love putting ourselves on the spot for you. So here we go. The angel number 100. Whenever this number shows up in your experience, It means that you're going to have something new happening in your ecosystem, in your personal universe. And it comes up as a sign of divine guidance, which I just have to say is so perfect going into this new, this 2020, here we are now. And it can remind us, this divine guidance can remind us that we can always count on our own inner wisdom, be our own inner teachers, and show ourselves what are the positive actions that are in alignment for us to attract whatever we want and whatever we desire to manifest. So this number basically is what season four is all about. Now I want to talk about the vibrational meaning of the angel number 100. So if we break down 100, one plus zero plus zero equals one. And the number one is the number of originality, ambition, and self-reliance. Mm. And then the zero is kind of interesting because the zero is the number of great mystery. So may we not force what that is, but really discover and be like Nancy Drew in the discovery of what this new beginning is. And when this number zero becomes active in your experience, it's going to reflect forces of God, forces of the universe, uh, and mysteries of the eternity in our life that is unfolding. So with that, 
100 bitches. <laughs> Why don't we take a moment? I mean, I'm sh- I can see all your brains buzzing. And let's go into how this number 100 has shown up for us uh, on our road to happiness this season. So what really resonated for me in what you read was trusting your inner wisdom and allowing it to lead you on that path. And for me, birthing all my babies, it's, I've really been struggling. I birthed a baby and then I have all my creative projects. And what I've been struggling with the most is trusting that the creative projects and the money, because it's 2020 year of money, by the way, just Thank letting you. you know, trusting that how that's actually going to manifest in my life. Because right now I'm a stay at home mom, which there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not Ethan in my agreement what I'm doing with my life. I want to have more of a balance. I've really been struggling with trusting that the work is going to come through. So the number 100 for me and really like trusting that the wisdom is within me and to listen to myself, I think is going to be my greatest challenge. That's what came up for me. And I think that just the symbolism of doing this episode and this number and all the work that has gone into making this podcast alone is symbolism enough for me to trust that it's it's happening, even though I don't see it yet? I would say the number 100 has been showing up for me in a similar way to you, Katie, in that that inner guidance, that inner wisdom, something that just popped for me. And this was so huge. I mean, my whole life I was raised to accomplish things. My mother told me at a very young age, be great, be magnificent, or be a failure. There's nothing worse to be in the world than mediocre. And I spent most of my life doing one or the other, being a complete failure, like dropping out of high school or being the most extraordinary, being the best. And this desire to achieve it just put me in competition with myself and had a really negative self-talk thing going. Like I was never quite good enough for myself. No one was criticizing what my life looked like except for me. And the inner guidance that just popped for me so big this month was, you already did it. You already lived an extraordinary life. You've already impacted thousands of people's lives, not through being famous, not through having a huge philanthropy fund, but through the day-to-day interactions with other human beings where I know I have made a difference. And if you add that to some of the environmental work I've done and being part of this show, I mean, oh my gosh, it's through the roof. So just realizing that these pie in the sky ideas of (laughs) what I need to do before I die to have said, I did it. I had a good life. I accomplished what I set out to do. It's like, it's already done. Everything from here on out is the frosting and the cherries and the sprinkles and the balloons and all that because I done did it already. And what advice do you have for our listeners who may have had a a similar story to that? I would say the biggest thing is standing in your accomplishment and what that looks like 
could be, this has been really good for me, writing down every accomplishment that you've ever had, big and small. I mean, I'm telling you, you'll spend hours on that. And once you have that in front of your face and what you realize what a Bible you're writing of, you know, every person that you impacted positively or, or anything that you completed that you're proud of yourself for throughout your entire life, it's, it's extraordinary. So, and I would just say, do that with the little things, because if you don't learn how to do that with the little things, you're not going to do it with the big things either. You're going to miss it. So I just really want to want to give that to everybody. Just enjoy your accomplishments, big and small as they come. Self-reliance. That's what I want to speak to. One of the pillars of Burning Man is radical self-reliance. And before this season, I never saw myself as a codependent person, but I was. I will tell myself. I was not self-reliant. So radical as an adjective, radical self-reliance. Uh, would have been a far reach. I was just trying to get to self-reliance. And I noticed that I was in a codependent relationship with my partner. How did you know that? What examples were you? So being in the lifestyle like magnifies whatever relationship dynamics are under the surface um, in a really obnoxious and invasive way at times because it's just a very vulnerable, especially for a new couple, like a couple that's just coming into it. It can be vulnerable to navigate at first because it's a new terrain, but it it literally puts a magnifying glass on whatever was going on fundamentally in the relationship. A really cute example is like not making plans and having the default plans with your partner instead of having a creation conversation of, hey, I got invited to do something and I would love to create going And I would love to support you in creating something awesome to do that night as well, right? Like in a codependent relationship, it would be like subconsciously rather staying with the partner and spending time and not getting uh, outside of the relationship, not making an effort to go outside the relationship and seeking all the comfort in the relationship. Another silly way that would show up for me is when I'm alone, I don't ask, I don't say, hey, can you grab me my water? There's no one fucking around me. When I'm with my husband, I'll be like, hey, babe, can you grab my water bottle? Like I have this personal assistant or something like, and I notice that we do that with each other sometimes. And when you're alone, like you'll turn the lights off in the other room. But if your partner's in the other room, you'll be like, babe, can you turn, remember to turn the lights off? And it's these little things that you're like, this doesn't really matter. But when blown up in a big situation, being in a, in a codependent dynamic can be a struggle. And create a really beautiful relationship to become almost suddenly a toxic relationship. And I hadn't realized I was entering into a, what could maybe have become a toxic relationship. But I definitely realized I was operating in a codependent manner. And I was not being self-reliant. And it was really stunting my ability to manifest the next phase of my relationship. So I shared a lot about the trajectory of the journey and you know, starting to be starting out with just being able to date a woman who's Eve to now, you know, the 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 trajectory of that evolution is, you know, I'm hosting play parties and I've got like we have relationships with other couples and we love group sex and we have friends that we do group sex with in a really healing way. And so it's totally night and day. But what what I knew needed to shift in my ability to create this new beginning for the relationship, right? Like this number 100, this new beginning was if I, act, I actually would have to become 
not just self-reliant, but radically self-reliant and not depend on my partner or depend on a new partner for some sort of comfort. Because if you were your codependent in one area, you can create codependent relationships in other areas. And how are you, just for our listeners, if we can give them something tangible, if they can see themselves in your share, like what advice do you have or what resources do you have for them to have a similar kind of breakthrough? So if you're noticing that maybe you're in a codependent relationship or you're questioning, am I in a codependent relationship? Um, a really great thing that you, I would just recommend doing is having some sort of meditation practice by yourself. Um, like if you do things with friends or you go to, you know, like in LA ecstatic dance is big and you go with friends and you're like, well, that's my, you know, outlet. I'm saying do something alone. Like literally be the fuck alone. You can go in nature. You can be in your, your home. I don't care where it is, but my greatest advice I can give you is be alone and do some form of meditation and hold the intention of like, I know this might sound a little out there, but like if there was an apocalypse today and you were the last person on the planet, like how would you be and how would you operate for the future of humanity? Like the future people that may or may not ever come into existence, like you're the only person on the planet and how would you generate yourself? And to kind of just hold yourself in a post-apocalyptic state where you don't need anyone. You are just here with earth and the possibility of a new reality, right? Because apocalypse means there's, there's nothing to come after. So that's something that I would really recommend. It, it, it sounds specific, but it seriously helped me not, you do not need anyone around you. And if you can be in that space with yourself long enough, um, then every person and every relationship and every interaction becomes like, you, you see it in a way of that it's a gift. It's, it's the frosting, so to speak. Every person becomes the frosting because you can be here alone. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Well, when you first said, think, put yourself in a post-apocalyptic state of mind, I thought, whoa, we just jumped the shark. What is this? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's being alone and the world is your oyster. Like you can do anything you want. What are you going to do with today? So thank you for that one. Good one. And I thank really, it, it takes something to be alone for any parents out there. And I go meditate. I have my son with someone and I always take my dog with me. And you said, don't put anyone, don't bring anyone else. Mm. I always have someone with me. So this is like, it, it takes effort, I think, for someone to take your kids, the husband to be doing something, and then have the dog not follow you because he follows me everywhere. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, and this this pathway, you know, the pathway to happiness, um, how this showed up for me, just to give a little bit of a case study, was uh, much success in a non-monogamous relationship. And if you've listened to the previous episode, my marriage was at stake for a hot second. Um, And it was because of this codependent relationship and... You know, I I know this word triggers a lot of women, but this neediness, this whole neediness thing we do where we can't take care of ourselves. And in letting that go, I have the non-monogamous relationship of my dreams. The communication, like breakthroughs are every week. We fall more and more in love with each other because there's a deeper understanding and trust and not a need. Like I'm, I understand that this person is a gift in my life and he may not be here tomorrow. And I can go on. And I know that now. And that fear of loss that used to drown me to not even literally stunt my ability to create anything I truly wanted. Those chains are, it is, it is unchanged. So if you want to go on a date with me, you can DM us. Just kidding. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, not kidding. All right, moving on. (laughs) So 100th episode, it's about completion and doing it gracefully. So... I know for myself, I've been really focusing on professionally being more gracious, personally being more gracious. Um, I've been dating someone where I've been a lot more patient than I've ever been, and it's coming from nowhere. And it's been like this random just happening. It's the weirdest thing, but it's like this calm sense. And I noticed that it's it resonates in other areas. And... I'm finding myself not always jumping so quick at my immediate responses. And it's made a difference in a positive way. And I guess that goes back with your inner wisdom that the girls spoke about. But just being comfortable with with the pivots. Because I'm definitely someone who can be very attached to a vision. And really seeing it go a certain way. And I'm just finding myself being able to let go a lot faster with less of an attitude of something's wrong and more of an attitude of it's going to work out. And it's just, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. If this isn't going to work out how I thought it would, it's just leading me to the thing that it's supposed to. And that has really been like part of the journey, especially in the season four for me. And it's been less sexual, I feel like, than I expected. I actually really thought there was going to be a lot more sex sexual stuff. I mean, you've been um, banging though. You've been I smashing. Mean, oh yeah, I definitely have had amazing cuddlingus <laughs> done to me, not doing to anybody. Oh, yeah, Tamiko, she's got that. herself a Latin lover over here. <laughs> Those times, I know, girl. That, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've definitely had more orgasms, I think, than I've ever had in my life. Yay! I will say that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. And we can just delete everything I said and just use that one sentence. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, is this is coming from the woman who like vision oriented, like the man, you know, you're going to marry this kind of guy. And that's, you know, that's what you're after. You're after that marriage with this guy, da, da, da. And you're just so freely flowing in this beautiful relationship where there's just like, it doesn't have to be the one. It's just enjoying the company of this other person. and and the teaching you're receiving 
And Indeed. all the orgasms. Oh, yeah, and all those O's. I gotta say, I didn't actually even realize that until I said it right now. But I literally have had the most organ- orgasms with this man than I've ever had with another partner. Allowing them to happen. Yeah. Wow. And, that's cr- and you know what it is? He's got the fucking patience for it. Well, literally, like you're also being patient too, yeah. right? Well, and I hadn't, you're- and again, until this moment, I hadn't put the patience little link there either because yeah, he really has had the patience and like because I'm someone that takes a long time and I know I've shared that and I often worry about how much time and so it never happens I'm just like eh, eh okay hurry up you know like I have fun with it and then I realize it's not going to happen so then I'm just okay what do you need I'll take care of you and I'm usually okay with that but damn this man fucking does it that's really nice. Nice. Yeah. Props to you, whoever you are out there. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. I've had the privilege of meeting him. Yeah. And you've stepped totally into like receiving pleasure in a, a whole nother way. Like season one crystal and season four crystal. Like you're like, yeah, I'm worth the time that it takes and I will receive you fully. And the fact that you've manifested that is like, such a testament to your growth. Like you might have not manifested the like husband thing, but like you've manifested the breakthrough that would cause that, which is that you matter so much and you are worth being loved and cherished. And this man cherishes me in a way that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, numbers do have significance, right? They really do in our lives. And if I think about it, I have been in Mexico for three months and I have had three lovers, by the way. While in Mexico. So I haven't really, you know, talked much about that, but it's been fun. I have a really good friend there, too, that we hang out a lot, and it's great. We go to places. He's awesome. I've had a Latin lover. You know, it's all good. So three months, three men. Hey, not bad, right? No. (laughs) Um, But when I think about 100, I think about, I think the thing that pops into my head is, you know, the emoji that's 100. And that, that red one, and people use it as 100%. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Yes, 100%, right? That's what, so that's what I think about when I think about 100. I know it has all these other meanings and self-reliance and all this other stuff. But for me, that's the thing that pops up, 100%. So when I think about 100%, that doing 100 episodes has trained me, and I think all of us, if I could speak for all of us, to learn and to embrace being the most authentic that we can. And so when I think about 100%, I'm thinking about 2020 and being 100% authentic with myself and with others. That's what I want to do in 2020. So I love being here for the 100th episode. Can't believe we made it. It's pretty incredible. From where we started with a fucking book club. Yeah. <laughs> Good reminder. Thank you. Yes. It was just a book club. And it was a phone book club. It was a phone book club. Which turned into. (laughs) I didn't see your faces, some of your faces for after maybe a few of those. The first time I met you was at my house and we were doing our first episode and I'd had a concussion and all the girls were (laughs) around me, like healing me. And you came up to me, you're like, I should. And you didn't know that I didn't know I had a concussion yet, but you're like, I just want to introduce myself because we had just met 
And there was like this just thrown right into it. All of us just threw it each ourselves right into this. Yeah. I mean, imagine Tamiko walks through the front door and on the ground is Katie and surrounding her are seven other women sending her good energy for her head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was right there. I was right there on the floor. Yeah. You know. You were. Yeah, I mean, woo woo don't doesn't, you know, shock Buddhists. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you like do a little chant? Yeah, what I said to Katie, I I remember uh, you know, when I was down there with you that first day and you started to have tears. I think you were really moved and you were a little afraid too. And you were going through a lot because of this concussion. And the thing that came to me is this um, quote in, in Buddhism. And what I chant is, Nam myoho renge kyo. So what I bent down and said to you is I said, Nam myoho renge kyo is like the roar of a lion. What sickness can therefore be an obstacle? And that's always been something that I held on to when I feel like I couldn't overcome something. And you, we just made eye contact when I said that. And, you know, it was just like, okay, these are my people. That's what I felt. Yeah. And that's the first time you met. First we time. Met. First time, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. Oh. All right. Well, 100, what does it mean to you? How does it influence your road to happiness? We love you, Clitorati. We'll see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.